Welcome to this podcast from the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd in Venice, Florida. It is the sixth Sunday after Epiphany, and Father Joe will speak on Luke six, seventeen to twenty six. As you listen, see if you can answer some of these questions. One How do we compare our lives to those of the rest of the world? Two, what were the hardships of the Jews in the time of Abraham? Three, what is the setting of the Beatitudes? Four, what were Jesus' words to the middle class in the onlookers? And five, what would Jesus' words be to us today? apostles and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out of him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. God, we come to this place in this hour with many things on our hearts and minds. May your spirit allow us to set aside those things that may in any way cause a little bit of a distraction to hear what you desire to speak to us this day. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to be back again. Well, the life that we live here on earth offers us a broad spectrum of experiences, doesn't it? Sometimes we find ourselves surrounded by many blessings, while at other times we end up experiencing losses or financial struggles. Sometimes tragedy has struck at the very heart of our lives, bringing great hardship. 
Life for all of us has run the spectrum. But if we compare our lives with the experience of many people around the world who regularly struggle just to survive, we could say that most of us live a relatively comfortable life. In today's Gospel reading, Jesus speaks to individuals on both ends of this spectrum. Overall, looking at the span of our lives, you and I as middle-class American Christians have not struggled all that much. Oh, we may understand pain and physical disability and times of deprivation. But generally, socially, economically, and religiously, we are doing pretty well. However, in comparison to our spiritual ancestors, the Jews, they experienced a different reality for many hundreds of their years of existence. The Hebrew people experienced enslavement in Egypt for 400 years before God finally delivered them. But even in their deliverance, they had to scrape and scratch for every acre of land in order to establish a place to put down roots and develop their culture and their religion. Hardships and blessings, the stuff of life, isn't it? This is what today's gospel story is about. Matthew's gospel calls this story the Sermon on the Mount, while Luke here calls it the Sermon on the Plain. Matthew focuses on blessings that come to certain kinds of people, like the meek, the humble, and the merciful. Luke, however, adds to these blessings a discussion on woes, the flip side of the coin. As Luke writes to his audience, he adds a bit of a sharper edge to Jesus' words that day, at least what sounds to be sharper to many of our American Christian ears. But you see, to most of those present to hear Jesus that day, his words were words of hope. Luke tells us that the crowd was extremely large. There were a crowd of disciples there, along with a great multitude of others who came from Jerusalem, all over Judea, and all the way up to the northwest coast in the Gentile territory of Tyre and Sidon. We are told that they came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Most of these people were spiritually hungry and physically and mentally needy people. To these kinds of people, Jesus said this, God blesses you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. God blesses you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. God blesses you who weep now, for in due time you will laugh. What blessing awaits you when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man? When that happens, be happy, yes, leap for joy, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. On that day, as Jesus looked out on the multitude of downtrodden people who were poor, hungry, sorrowful, persecuted, and hated because they were following in the ways of Jesus, to them, Jesus offered words of great hope. But there were also some there that day who we could say were there with mixed emotions. They were 
relatively well-off individuals. Some of them were less open to the truth and the light that Jesus offered. They saw themselves as somewhat better than others. They were self-satisfied and secure and saw no real significant needs in their lives. Some were self-righteous and a bit smug. Some hoarded the things that they had and were not generous with the goods of their lives. To them, Jesus spoke stronger words. He said this, and this is from the New Living Translation of the Bible. What sorrow awaits you who are rich, for you have your only happiness now. What sorrow awaits you who are fat and prosperous now, for a time of awful hunger awaits you. What sorrow awaits you who laugh now, for your laughing will turn to mourning and sorrow. What sorrow awaits you who are praised by the crowds, for their ancestors also praised the false prophets. Oof. Jesus was quite tough on this second group of onlookers, saying to them repeatedly, Woe is you, lining, likening them to the despised false prophets of old who only told people what their tickling ears wanted to hear. Well, I must confess that I, too, find it much easier to tell people what I think they want to hear. (laughs) But I'm guessing I may not be alone in that category. In contrast, Jesus often spoke stronger words to people. He frequently used hyperbole. He would use a variety of tactics to startle, shake up, and awaken them to their real, genuine need. We see yet another example of this in Jesus' story that he told one day about a rich man and a poor man named Lazarus. Here is how it is translated from the Message Bible. There once was a rich man expensively dressed in the latest fashions, wasting his days in conspicuous consumption. Sounds a little like American culture, huh? A poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, had been dumped on his doorstep. All he lived for was to get a meal from scraps off the rich man's table. His best friends were the dogs who came and licked his sores. Then he died, this poor man, and was taken up by the angels to the lap of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In hell and in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham in the distance and Lazarus in his lap. He called out, Father Abraham, mercy, have mercy. Please send Lazarus to dip his finger in water to cool my tongue. I'm in agony in this fire. But Abraham said, Child, remember that in your lifetime you got the good things and Lazarus the bad things. It's not like that here. Here, he's consoled and you're tormented. You see, Jesus wasn't as concerned with making people comfortable and happy as he was in growing them up mentally and spiritually. It was his deepest desire that those who were well-off, comfortable, and self-satisfied would see that their security and hope was a bit misplaced. 
that they were relying too much on their financial portfolio, their storehouses of grain, their religious status, or their prosperous family, rather than on God and the concerns of God's kingdom. We might say that these individuals had the wherewithal to provide their children with the best education, good health care, and a leg up financially. And yet, while some had the advantage of so much, many others listening to Jesus that day were in desperate straits. They were living a hand-to-mouth existence, working their fingers to the bone, just trying to eke out a meager living. And that did not line up with the expectations of God's kingdom. Jesus knew that the work of God's kingdom was to address these needs. Jesus saw how many of those who had the means to help alleviate the difficulties of the poor were at best at best oblivious to the needs of those that were around them and at worst thought these people should not live off the system and should get off their rears and get to work. They did not understand, you see, the real struggle of those that were around them. They did not really try to understand or do what was in their power to help. They did not see these struggling people through God's eyes of love and deep compassion. And so God spoke words of woe to them in order to open their eyes. Well, let me relate this gospel story to our day. We might liken it to those living a comfortable lifestyle whose only philanthropic endeavor is to arrive in church on Sunday and merely drop a $20 bill into the plate, feeling that they had done their job. Well, doing so little when they could easily give so much more. In contrast to this example, when I look at our church, I see so many of you who are going above and beyond to help provide for the needs of our parish and the needs of our world that is around us. Jesus looked out at many of those within his earshot and said, Blessed are you, while at the same time looking at others and saying, Woe to you. May we hear Christ's blessings, not words of woe. 